Welcome to the podcast. I'm here at the IDS booth in the speakers' corners of uh, the booth of GC Europe or GC uh, with Stefan Browett. Welcome to the show, Stefan. Thank you. Good morning. I think uh, Stefan doesn't need any introduction because more, uh, everybody who's uh, somehow connected to, to GC knows uh, Stefan. Uh, I remember the video with the brush, of course, a couple of years uh, ago. Okay. And actually the brush video is a good introduction because the brush video was actually about EverX Posterior, which was released yeah, six exactly. years ago. Exactly. You've been using a new product uh, from GC, the EverX Flow. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been using it? I've been using it uh, actually for, I think, six months now. Yeah. I felt the need to have a material that would adapt easier to the cavity floor than ever exterior would. Um, I think, generally speaking, I'm, I'm the, that kind of, of, of dentist that is quite fond of uh, viscosity and viscosity, different viscosity types in relation to what you would like to do. In some areas, you might want uh, high viscosity. In other areas, you just want uh, lower viscosities. I think it, it, it's, it's great that finally they came up with a material that has um, tixotropic properties that uh, actually pushes two types of viscosities in the same handling procedure. And, and that is one of, I think, in my humble opinion, one of the strong points of this uh, material besides other points that we will get I mean, to, I, I guess, later. Yeah, the great point of this material is I've been using it myself as well. Uh, I think also since November last year, I think I got it. Something around that, you probably earlier. Uh, shorter mail distances yeah. from, <laughs> from Belgium to Belgium. I mean, my experience was it was uh, that the flow capability was a bit like the uh, Genial Universal, Universal flow. flow with, yeah. with also your I have the same. I have the same feeling. But I think one of the differences is also the limited extrusion force that you need to get it out of the syringe uh, compared to genial universal flow. Yeah, that's true, actually. Probably it's because of the, the chemistry behind it. Smaller particles, smaller fibers also, which, which make things like that easier. Yeah. I mean, you also work under the microscope, uh, and it's interesting, you, you probably uh, also see the small fibers coming out of yeah, the flow. Yeah, you can see them, you could see them very nicely and very <laughs> clearly with the ever-exposterior. Fiber length was, I think, between one and two millimeters, or a little over one. And then with the Everix flow, uh, you can see them uh, more easily when you extrude it in the, in the bulk film version, because it's a little more translucent. And there, when you extrude it from the tip, you can see more clearly the short fibers. But then very soon, everything smoothens out and then you don't see any fibers anymore. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's very true with the dented shade. In the end, uh, I don't see any difference at all. It's quite uh, cool, um, uh, the dented shade. I would actually, I want. Uh, I mean, you always uh, you like to use a CV dented shade, yeah. uh, a really dark one. Yeah. And I would love to have a flow with the dark dented shade. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, something with the universal, uh, essentially universal <laughs> dented shade, <laughs> but probably getting too complicated. But the fun thing was actually at the beginning, I thought. Why do I need a dentin shade for EverX? Uh, mm -hmm. Because I want to have it like a lot of fast uh, or a lot of uh, thickness yeah. very fast. Yeah. And uh, I kind of coming there in small steps until I realized uh, what the benefit of the dentin shade is actually. Yeah. 
Well, the benefit of the dentin shade is, I think, only optical. Yeah, it's and pure optical. And it's pure course. optical, and it would be only useful, I think, in cases where you really see on an acceptable or on an acceptable social distance where you would see maybe a premolar but for molars I don't think it makes any difference I think I think I hope that one day dentine could be replaced anyhow by Everix flow yeah that would be uh, very interesting actually um. and if you have the opportunity because we did not really talk about that yeah if you talk about the strengthening capacity and the load-bearing capacities of your teeth um, when they are restored with a fiber-reinforced material underneath a surface material, why not reinforce the teeth? Because today we see more and more fractures, more and more cracks, so I think we have the benefit of, of, of trying to integrate it as much as possible. And the flow version of the material allows you to do this even in very thin layers, which was a very difficult thing to do with ever exposed posterior, for example. There I would go up to Okay, if I need two millimeters, yeah, then I will start and use an Everix posterior to reinforce and replace dentine. Now I can do it even in smaller cavities. Yeah, actually, uh, what, what the main benefit of the Everix flow is for me uh, that I can use it now in post-endo cases. Yeah. Like uh, since I'm uh, basically working as an endodontist, it's quite cool to have uh, fill like even small canals like the MB2 which was a problem before with uh, yeah. uh, Everex posterior to get it in sand and actually at the beginning I was kind of afraid of bubbles and everything mm -hmm. and kind of used it together with Everex posterior in a snowplow motion Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I found out that this is actually not necessary because the material is so flowing so good into the canals that um, That even like uh, the bubbles I wanted to avoid uh, are not a big problem. No, 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 no. And it's a good, good thing that you mentioned the, the injection of, uh, of the Everix flow in the entrance of a root canal because I did some, you know, some testing on some plastic teeth and I, I, I actually checked how the injection would go into root canal. And the strange but nice thing is that if the uh, material is under pressure because of the canal walls, then the material even starts to flow better because there is pressure. And I think you activate when it is under pressure in a cavity, in a small uh, root entrance, for example. It just flows better and adapts better. So that is a very nice thing to, uh, to notice. Yeah, and uh, what what I also think is, um, uh, and what nobody really talks about is, whenever you have a perforation uh, of the yeah. uh, um, palpal floor, yeah. um, I mean we know all know that we can restore it with MTA and mm -hmm. it will have a, a good prognosis. Yeah, um, but uh, we don't talk about how we stabilize uh, the tooth after that. Because, Afterwards, yeah, yeah because yeah. just putting one post and one of the roots doesn't help in the case of the perforation. And where I think actually that. The Everex posterior is really something where it plays uh, this, uh, its own strengths out, but it's kind of uh, covers the whole uh, palpal floor mm -hmm. and maybe even enforces uh, that. Yeah. That's just a cool idea. Yeah, and I think also the, the least that it will do is, is influence the mode of failure. If ever there would be still a failure of the coronal part, we would like to influence the mode of failure and have less dramatic uh, fractures. And having a fiber-reinforced material as a dentine replacement there, to me, makes absolutely sense. Because you actually build in 
what nature has as crack arrest mechanisms. A crack meets a fiber, then the crack line will deviate and will meet another fiber, and in the end, some of the fibers will stop the crack line. Maybe. So that's cool. This is great how we can integrate those things into dental materials today. You will also have some lectures at the IDS. Uh, yes. And uh, you are not to only talking about EverX. No. Uh, I'll have one uh, short presentation at the speaker's corner about GSM veneer. And I will present a case of uh, anterior veneers. And then I have an afternoon session about EverX flow. And there will also be some hands-ons um, about veneer looting, um, injection molding in the posterior, and reinforcing molars with Everix in the posterior. Yeah. So it will be a busy IDS week for you. Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I recently did a podcast with German endodontist, um, a woman. She actually reminded me that we both met at your isolation course in oh. Berlin. And it was uh, two years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're still doing isolation courses uh, worldwide? Oh, yeah, people can, absolutely. <laughs> people can still book you? Uh, absolutely, they can still book me, of course. Uh, uh, can you give an overview of what courses you're also giving? Um, generally speaking, you mean generally other speaking. than isolation courses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah as well. Isolation yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's of course a very dedicated uh, crack course, a course about cracks that now has been um, extended up to like a two-day course with oh, like really? a one-day only presentation part. So it's like a six-hour program only presentation about um, it's about uh, the concepts behind cuspal coverage, cracks, crack propagation, the whole thing, patient communication, how to talk to the patients about crack teeth and stuff like that. And then with the hands-on part also, some diagnostics part also. Uh, we use microscopes, uh, fluorescent lights, transilluminators to uh, diagnose different types of cracks and in relation to that, propose a treatment. So there's that one, there's posterior composites, anterior composites, uh, indirect restorations, both in the anterior and the posterior. So like onlays, for example, is also a very um, nice topic that is related many times with uh, cracks. <laughs> I think we still need sometimes some good old-school cuspal coverage concepts and principles. I think that's, that's mainly it. I know your um, crack lecture from GBU. Uh, yeah, it's quite some time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it has changed a lot. It's, it's really. <laughs> so uh, I really can recommend uh, everyone uh, to uh, check out course with you. Yep. Not only as isolation, also no, no. cracks. Just cracks. One question, yeah. of course. Um, um, because I also will interview this um, uh, Pekka Valachu. Uh, yes. From yeah. uh, Finland. Yeah. And he's also a kind of a fan of this whole Everstick net. Yeah. Are you using that in cracked cases as well? Um, um, no. I, I did a few out-of-the-mouth tests of uh, placing nets in teeth. To me, it was not the most convenient way. It's, it's a little difficult to handle yeah, a net like that. It's, uh, I, I understand, I totally understand the, the concepts behind it. Uh, I think that with the upcoming new materials like Everix Flow, I think we, we achieve the same thing with less cumbersome uh, 
handling and, and so this could be also a question I'll bring from you to yeah, of course please <laughs> tell me what would be the benefit of netting yeah. over injecting with Everix Flow um, maybe it's the fiber direction uh, because that could be a very big difference in the Everix Flow uh, anyhow you have a very homogeneously distributed fiber uh, content and in all directions Maybe if you have um, more horizontal placement and more vertical placement in other configurations, it could be more useful. I don't know. This is something that needs to be checked, I guess, and probably in a scientific way, uh, it has to be checked uh, and, and, and yeah, see if there is a difference. In the end, the crack course will go three days. Yeah, <laughs> it will be three days in the end. So, yeah. Thanks a lot for the talk, Stefan. Uh, have a great IDS. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure.